Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. And a new year is happening. We're going to leap right into it. 2024. Man, this is like way past 2001 Space Odyssey. We're in 2024. (laughs) And it's a leap year. It's a leap year. This year, there are actually 366 days. Man. So if you didn't know that, I didn't until about like three seconds ago. (laughs) One extra day. One extra day to either mess things up or get things right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's, that's so neat. so you you have an extra day to do right. That's right. So that, leaping into this new year, listen. How should we how should we go about it? Listen, I'll tell you what. First thing, key is be obedient. Be obedient. It's important. He's been telling me that for years. <laughs> My grandchildren <laughs> ask me, "What do you want for Christmas?" I just say, "Obedient grandchildren." That's all I want. Uh, God wants us to be obedient. I've been reading, and we've been and then Lincoln says, "What are you? What are you gonna? What is something that I can actually give you?" <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful child, because he's not gonna give me that. <laughs> so I'm not gonna give you that. Come on. <laughs> so I, we've been going through the Book of Mark on Wednesday evenings when I'm in town for probably over a year, and uh, uh, I'm in Mark chapter six now. And I, I came across this passage, and in fact, I'm teaching it uh, very soon. In Mark chapter 6, after Jesus feeds the 5,000, he says to his disciples, the Bible says, and straightway he constrained his disciples. As soon as the 5,000 were fed, he says, I want you quickly to get inside a boat, get inside the ship, and go to the other side unto Bethsaida, uh, and, and while while he sent the people away. So he says, look, do this and do this quick. Get in that boat and go to Bethsaida. Uh, actually, it's a western Bethsaida. He sends them to there, and, he, and this place is only, it's only one mile away. By boat, they could have gotten there in a half an hour. I was going to say, so fast. Okay, it, just, right. yeah, it, a half an hour. Uh, it takes, he, they could have gotten there in a right. half an hour, very very simply. So <laughs> he sends them out, tells them to go immediately. He, he sends the people away, and he goes up to the mountain to pray. He's up there now for about eight or nine hours. He comes back down. You're kidding. And he looks out into the, to the Sea of Galilee, and instead of going, it was only one mile away. They had to follow the shoreline, actually, in order to get to where he was going to. They're not following the shoreline. They're nowhere near the shoreline. They're out in the middle of the lake, and it's, it's, it's been eight or nine hours, and there's a huge storm going on. And they're there, and I've, for years I've thought to myself, why did Jesus send them out to a storm? In fact, I've even preached, sometimes God will send you directly out into a, into a storm. But that's not what he did. Huh. Uh, this is my supposition. He told him, get in that boat quick and get over there quick Pass and wait so for me. you don't have to have the storm. Yeah, so you don't have to have the storm. He sends them out there. He comes out, and they're now out in the middle of the lake. It's only six miles across and it's wow. nine miles deep, but they didn't have to be out there. They weren't where they were supposed to be. That's why they hmm. got in the storm. They were disobedient they and they got themselves in trouble. They did not have to be in that storm. That's exactly right. And I thought, I thought, man, 
Isn't it true that we find ourselves in storms and we say, why did God send me here? No, God didn't send you there. Wow. You just, you didn't do exactly what you were told to do. Obedience is doing exactly what you're told to do when you're told to do it with the right heart attitude. So if I want, if I want to avoid some storms in 2024, then I just need to find out what God wants me to do. And how do I find that out? Well, James says, if any man lack wisdom, Hmm. let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and abradeth not. We need to come to him and say, Lord, what is it you want me to do? And I'll do it. And then just follow his direction in his word. Wow. Wow. They just were messing around for eight Hours. Yeah, and supposition. What were they <laughs> right, doing? They, what, what were they doing? Right. The, the, why didn't they? Uh, did, they why were, did it take they, that long? But some of them were fishermen. Yeah. Maybe Peter and James said, "Hey, let me tell you. Let's let me get, show you Matthew yes. how to how to fish out here." Well, Whatever they were I've doing. I've been. I've I've read that a lot of scholars believe that these um, that the disciples were like teenage teenagers. They uh-huh. were like 16, 18. And having teenage sons myself now, I can total. as I read it, I'm like, oh, my word, this is why they did this. <laughs> I totally see this. This would make sense. I want to, you know, you picture them as like 32 year old men, 35 year old men. And it's like, hmm, maybe not. Maybe this is why they did what they did. Makes more sense to me. So. So how do we have a good 24? How do we have a... How do we leap good, into this new year how do, how following do do our title? <laughs> so there's there's several things. If we want to be obedient to the Lord, and, and that's it. So the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be added unto you. So if I want to have a good 2024... There are six things you told me that we should do. Okay. Number one. Every Christian. Every Christian should do this. Uh, be in the word. Be in the Word. There is so many ways yeah. to be in the Word. Uh, it's just unbelievable. You, we have. You can, if you like to read. I'm not a big reader, but if you like to read, you can open the Bible. You have probably two or three Bibles in your house. If you're listening to this podcast, most likely you're you're a Christian, and you've got a Bible. Pick up your Bible yeah. and begin to read. You say, well, I don't know where to begin to read. You can start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. <laughs> I say, uh, that's, uh, so you you can you can do that, or you can start in the New Testament if you've if you've never read through the Bible. Start in the New Testament. Yeah. Start start with the Book of John, and then read the other uh, the other Gospels. They're all that's the Gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are very simply the story of the Lord Jesus Christ told by four different authors. And it's fascinating, wonderful. Don't you don't have to read a lot. Yeah. Just read one of the stories of his life because these are true stories and and let that impact you. If you read a lot, then then make a determination. You're gonna read through the entire Bible in a year. Uh, three chapters a day and four chapters on Sunday will get you through the entire Bible in one year. I had a lady several years ago, uh, Mary Branniger said I determined I was going to do that. And she said, I didn't get through it in in one year like I thought. She said, it took me, I think she said a year and a half or two years, but she did because she, she had a goal. She got through the entire plan. Bible. Yeah. And that's, she that's worked a, her plan. Yeah. So, so and there's so many things that are available that you might might be like, I don't really understand the Bible. That's okay. There's so many tools that you can use to help you understand the Bible. You can you can listen to it if you've got a if you've yeah. got a smartphone, 
and you most likely do, or an iPad, you can get the version app. I, I recommend That's the awesome. version app to everyone. Listen to the Bible. Listen to the Bible every single day. Just listen to what to the reading of the Word of God. Uh, you can listen to it while you're driving. You can, and and people say things like this to me all the time. Well, I, I don't get as much as if I if I'm reading. You get something. Right. You get something. <laughs> I, I I listen to the Bible. Then not doing anything yeah. at all. <laughs> I will have listened to the through the New Testament at least three times this year, and through the Old Testament at least once, and. Uh, the um, I haven't kept real good records this year, but I, I've read through the Bible th- or listened to the through the Bible three and four times a year, uh, for many years, because I just listen. Did I catch everything? No, but I'm I, but I've got God's word in my heart. I remember a mom saying this years ago, or the story of a mother saying to, <laughs> saying to uh, her son. She said, he said, Mom, I read the Bible, but I don't understand it. I read the Bible, but I don't understand it. She, she said, she said it, it just goes through me, and it doesn't do much. She said, here, honey, and she handed him a sieve. Mm-hmm. She said, and she'd just been cooking on the stove, and the, the sieve was all dirty. She said, I want you to take this over to the sink, and I want you to fill it up with water. Just turn on the water and fill it up. And so he t- took it, and he and of course, a sieve's just nothing yeah. but holes. And he went to fill it up, and she said, "Just keep trying to just move it around and fill it up. See uh-huh. if you can fill it up." And she, he said, "He said, Mom, I can't fill it up. I can't fill it up." But she said, "You're right. But look how clean it is." Hmm. And she, and uh, and that's a great illustration. Uh, the fact of the matter is, we let the word of God go through us; it'll clean us up. Wow. So. Uh, be, be in, the, in word. the word. Okay. It might be that you choose to do a proverb a day. Yeah. May, for, oh, I love that. Say, you know, that's made 31 chapters. So you can get something every single day for every month. And they're so helpful. So just find out where your level of learning is and get into it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Number two, be at church. Get to church. If you're in Las Vegas, Liberty Baptist Church. If you're not anywhere near us, there's other good churches in the Las Vegas Valley be in church. You need church. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't need, maybe you live in a different city, let us know. Call and ask for recommendations of churches that we would recommend. We'd love to be able to help you with that. We love, you know, this past Sunday, I was really tired, didn't really want to go. Like, I didn't want to go anywhere. I was up till about 1.30 working on different things, and I did it to myself, but I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm just so tired. When I went to church immediately, I walked in and I went to the 945 service and my husband said, hey, Charity, will will you come? The lady that takes the pictures of the baptism isn't here. Would you come take some pictures? So I'm like, oh, sure. I walk in. I meet the man that's getting baptized. And he said, hey, yeah, I'm so-and-so's husband. She doesn't know I'm here. I'm getting baptized today and I'm surprising her. So cool. Like first thing that I see. Then... Just a few minutes later, I go and I sit in church and I get a text from Michael Battle, who is our children's director here at the church. And he says to me and all the public school Bible club teachers over at the school that we teach at, and he says, hey, a family of four is here and they're from public school Bible club and tells me the names. These kids have come for years and never once have come to the church and the kids' parents told the told the um, greeter, 
hey, yeah, we've been here. Um, my Our kids have been begging us for such a long time to come, and we finally made it to church today. And then near the end of the service, I get a text from one of the ladies in our Bible study saying, hey, you know how we've been praying for my daughter that she's that she'd feel welcome and really enjoy being here at church. She, they've been coming for like six months. She said she got saved today, and the teacher brought me back and let me pray with her. And she trusts ten-year-old little girl trusted Christ. I was like, this is a, all day. I was like, I am so happy I'm here, and I, I really felt like there's nothing that I was needed for that day. And you didn't, you didn't mention the other thing. And the message, the message. just spoke to oh, my oh, heart. Oh, I mean, you know, we learned you know, about fasting. Actually, you know, that's not close to yeah. my heart. <laughs> Like, oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. It was a great message. It really was great. It was, if you want to learn how to practically fast and what biblical fasting is, you can go to experienceliberty.com and listen to one of our latest messages. And it was about fasting. It was a really great message. But I kept getting text messages about these saved people. So, like, I was distracted. <laughs> anyway, being at church, yes. even when you don't want to be. People say, well, I have my church on TV, but that's not it. The word no? church means assembly. It means assembling together. Hmm. You're really, it's good to get good spiritual food, but you need the assembly of Christians. You need that. God built you that way, and you need that. So be in church. Be in the Word, be at church. And then be a servant. Be a servant. Don't just come to church. You know, the average person gets saved, goes to church for about two years, and then if they don't get involved, Hmm. they fade out. Because you're not designed just to take in, you're designed to give out. In fact, Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. That's, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. If, when God gives us truth, we're to give that truth out. And if we don't, all we do is take in and take in and take in. It's, it becomes like going to school. It's just a job. But if, I've, if I come in and after a couple of years I'm getting fed, I need to find a place where I can serve so that now I am part of the body doing something to reach other people with the gospel. Can I jump in and say about service? People will say about coming to church, oh, I would go, I just don't, I don't have any friends. The place you make friendships at church, there's two places, we'll talk about the other one a little bit, but the place that you become bonded with people is when you're serving together with them in Awana. You're there in the Sparks class. You're there with the 8 through 11-year-olds, and you're serving together on a continual basis. You become friends, and you invite those people over to your home because you're serving with them. You you start having a community without even any effort except for teaching. You're not thinking, what do these people think of me? You're just going in and serving, and you're like, oh, I like these people. They serve in the same and, areas. And that's like, in every area. That's, yes. that's, that's singing in the choir. That's yes. walking in the parking lot. That's uh, greeting people. People, you get to know other people. By serving and, along with them. Yeah, and, yep. it's, and it's a bonding thing, like you said. Yep. So, so, so be in church. Be in uh, the Word. Be in the Word. Be a servant. God wants us to be serving Him. And then this is absolutely essential, be in prayer. One of the things that we, I talked about, we talked about three things Sunday. We talked about giving, praying, and fasting. And um, it's so important that you have a prayer pattern in your life. Now, let me encourage you that, with this. 
people have said to me for years, well, I tried to have a consistent prayer life, but I always fail. I, 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 I'm going to do it every morning at 6 o'clock, or I'm going to do it every night at, before I go to bed, but I always forget, and I fail, and I, and, and I just feel like such a failure. I've decided I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do it when I feel like it. That's not a good pattern. Yeah. What we need is this. What you need to do is this. Understand that everything that you're successful at, you have a pattern for it. Mm-hmm. You have a pattern for a plan. You have a pa- yeah. yeah. You have a uh, you have a plan for eating. Mm-hmm. You have a plan for sleeping. If you're successful at it, yeah. exactly yeah. what you said. Yeah. You you have a plan for everything, and and that doesn't mean that you do it every single day. My plan is to go to bed by nine thirty, and because I get up at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my plan, but sometimes I don't get to bed until 11 o'clock. I don't say, oh, well, I'm giving up on my plan to get to bed at 9.30. No, my plan is, and I, since I have that plan, I, I'm successful at it most times. I, my plan is to get up every morning at 5 o'clock and, have, and, and spend time in prayer. Uh, I'm not, not, not successful at it every morning, yeah. but, but because I have a pattern, I have something I can mm-hmm. go back to, I do it. I tell people this. I think it's a perfect illustration. We don't say that about lunch. We don't say, well, I missed lunch yesterday. Right. Uh, that was my pattern. It, at 12 o'clock, I'm supposed to have lunch. I missed lunch, so, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm giving Never up. having lunch again. I'm never having lunch yeah. again. We don't do that. So you have to have a pattern of prayer. You have to say, this is when, when I pray. This is where I pray. And, I, and, yes, we should be consistently praying all the time. But there needs to be a time set aside where you go before God with your needs, the needs of your family, the needs of your church, the needs of your nation, the things that you want to ask him to do. And so have that pattern of prayer. At the beginning of every year, we always offer a prayer diary yeah. for to all of our people. If you want one of those, you can call in to uh, experienceliberty.com or, or text in. What do they do? They they can write just in. they can call in or write in, text uh, yes. in, whatever on our experienceliberty.com they can email in. <laughs> yeah. so, so you you can you can and we'll we'll send you a, a free downloadable a, prayer journal. Yes, mm-hmm. a, a starter prayer journal. Yeah, for you. So, but uh, like you said, the plan. It's just like when I'm most successful at exercising, which I do. I've I, you, like you. I think that's good that I got to see. All, all growing up, you always went and took your walk for three miles and you prayed. And I could would come downstairs and dad's gone. Where is he? Always on his walk, praying every morning. So the consistency of seeing you work out growing up, it's something that or during my adult life, I've taken that on and I do that daily just because I know it's healthy for me. But when I am most consistent is when I have a plan. I know the workout I'm going to do in the morning. I already have my clothes laid out that I'm going to, I know where the remote control is because I do DVDs, you know, all those things. And then my plan is to do that the first thing because that's the easiest thing to push off my plate. That and prayer, those two things. So I put those, you know, it's like the book, Eat That Frog. If you've not read that, it's a great book. Even grade schoolers should listen to it. It's great. But it's talking about doing the hardest thing first. But it's not really that it's that hard. It's just the easiest to push off. It's like the green beans. It's like the green beans. That's just right. like I, I do. I was going to say, I I eat three servings of vegetables in the morning because I know I need to get that in first thing. So those things that are the, mo- the easiest to dismiss, I first thing, I roll out of bed. My plan for prayer is roll out of bed, 
bow my face before God and worship him. And then I go and I work out. And then after my workout, I'm in prayer. And those, and I do those. And then I go downstairs and I eat my vegetables. And then I go and shower and get ready for the day. But those are, if I don't do those, if I don't make the, make the plan and set it out, then it's easier to just push off, push off. I mean, I could spend like two hours just studying the Bible with all the tools that are out there. Yeah. It's so fun. And it's like, you know, oh, and you can keep, you know, in, yeah. and you're just sitting. It's not a lot of thinking. Another thing for prayer, though. I got an though. Apple Watch, by the way. Oh! The church got me an Apple Watch, and, and now— And you're using it and now, you, huh? And you know what this tells me? Like, I'm, I'm Gives sitting you and cancer. studying. I'm still— <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting, a crunchy mom. <laughs> I'm sitting and stu- I'm sitting and studying. Even today, today, I'm sitting and studying. Oh, and it buzzes you. And it said, "You need to stand up and walk for the next minute, just for one minute. Get up <laughs> and walk." That's so crazy. And that's neat. because you've been sitting too long, and tells you what to do. Yeah, just that's, get up and walk. Well, that's when you have like for prayer, because a lot of people will say, "Oh, my w- mind wanders." Something that has been so huge and helpful for me is I pray for what my mind has wandered to. So if my mind has wandered to, oh man, they're doing, we have to do this, this, this today with school, my prayer then, even though I have my list before me, I'm like, okay, obviously God wants me to pray for this. So I pray for that and then I go back to my list. Whatever my mind wanders onto, maybe I'm thinking of uh, like... That's a good thing. I think I'll do that. It's so helpful So because I think... Obviously, the Lord has allowed me to think these and put these thoughts into my mind, so maybe prayer needs to go to it. When my kids come in, this is for moms, when my kids come in, and, well, I guess dads too, because I would always go in and bother my dad. But I, they'll come in, and I'll say, I'm praying right now. You can come down, and you can pray with me right now. So I'll just she pray with them. She used to walk them. through the house while I was praying. She'd see me on the ground praying. She'd say, tell them I said hi, and she would walk out. <laughs> Didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> Oh, tell them I said hi. So we, but, but tell I tell them yourself. I'll invite, <laughs> I'll invite them to pray with me. Like Lincoln, hey, mom, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I'm praying right now. Do you want to pray with me? Almost every time they're like, yeah. So I just pray for them and then they get up and leave. I've, and had, your I can kids, finish. I've had your kids come and lay down next to me while I'm praying. Because they do, yes. Yeah, so. so then they're invited. They know it's not. Mom is trying to get it. Do you know I need this or I'll be a horrible mom? Because I used to say that. I'll be a horrible mom. <laughs> okay, we got two more points. Okay, be in prayer. Oh, it's okay. 23 minutes. Number three. Hurry up. So be in prayer. <laughs> be in a small group. Oh, this is so good. This is the second place that you can get friends. In your church, you should have some kind of small group. If it's a Sunday school class, we call them connection classes. You need to be... Bible a, a, study. Prayer group leaders. Be involved with a small group. You need that. In fact, the larger that your church is, the more essential this is. I just got the hiccups. <laughs> That's because it's an important point, and <laughs> it's exciting. So <laughs> maybe we should scare them. <laughs> So this is a so it's so important because that's where you're going to get intimate relationships and they're going to help you and to not be discouraged. So get into a small group where you're studying the Bible together. Get into involved involved in discipleship. Go to your pastor and say, "Can I get discipled on a one-on-one basis?" Or you and your wife, or you and your husband, uh, if if it's uh, if you're married, 
get another couple and d- disciple together. It's so important. And you say, well, I, I've gone through discipleship, but then find somebody that you can disciple. Oh, man, that changes your life because you're teaching somebody before you're just sitting and listening and learning and have fun. Then you're like, oh, I'm on the spot. Now I have to. And you're really not on the spot because the information is all right there. But you then desire to know it even more because you have to teach it. Yes. It happens that way no matter what. We have at Liberty, we have a Ladies Connections class. So ladies, if you're listening, please come. We love it. It's Sunday nights, 5 o'clock. We have, if you live somewhere else, we have encouragement from women. We have encouraging women of the Bible, Bible study that you can get on Amazon that has six different authors and teachers that you can watch them teach for 30 to 45 minutes follow along, and then you do a study every day. But you can get together with these ladies. You don't have to feel pressured to be the teacher. You don't have to feel pressured that, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's already done for you. So and that's get, at these, get these Bible studies. Get inside. Get in, in a small group, get involved in a small Bible, group Bible study. I'm going to give you the last one, and then we're going to be same by because <laughs> we've gone we're out long. of time. Your family's walking in waiting <laughs> for you to go. So the last one is be a giver. Be in the Word. Be at church. Be a servant. Be in prayer. Be in a small group and be a giver. Jesus said, uh, I've freely given you. You need to freely give to others. I mean, give of yourself. Give of your time. Give of your money. Mm-hmm. Be involved. The Bible said, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So be involved in giving because when you are giving and you're giving to the things of God, your heart will be there and it'll it'll keep you yes. involved in where ministry. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Be a giver, not a Grinch. So we encourage you to take these things. And in doing all that, you're being obedient. And if you're obedient, you won't find yourself out in the middle of a storm in 2024. You'll stay near to the shore and God will take care of you. Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much, Dad. This is Tice Talks. And it's more than a conversation.